This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And today we are talking about cheese toast. This episode was suggested by listener Jennifer. Thank you, listener Jennifer. Jennifer. You know who you are. So You know what you've done for us, and we are so grateful. Oh, yeah, I'm really grateful because this stuff is good Mm -hmm. and... Like, we might just have to skip over memory lane because here's the what's weird mm-hmm. about this. This is a thing I really didn't know anything about, even though it's the most obvious food in the world. I only started making something that I called cheese toast because I was too lazy to make a grilled cheese. And I've always had a toaster oven. Mm-hmm. So you put some cheese on bread or on toast? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cheese on lightly toasted bread. Mm-hmm. So that by the time the cheese is melted, the toast is also perfectly toasted. Okay. So this is something that is relatively unknown in the U.S., Mm -hmm. I gather, and very popular, much more popular than grilled cheese sandwiches in the U.K. Hmm. And I'm starting to get the feeling that this might be better than a grilled cheese sandwich because you get a little heat, a little browning on the cheese. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also you get more cheese like directly hitting the old taste buds. I feel like I'm tasting the cheese more. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> just wow. inhaled bread. Oh, oh no. Oh, God. Bread and lungs don't mix. Oh, <clears throat> I loved this podcast until mm-hmm. Matthew died. Mm-hmm. Molly was not nearly as funny on her own for all those years. You had to vamp for a long time. <laughs> mm-hmm. You kept like looking over to the empty kitchen oh, no, and saying, I was always like, when is he vamping? coming back? That's right. Yeah, you totally, you were just like on your phone while the ambulance <laughs> pulled up <laughs> and like a priest came in <laughs> and delivered last rites, which is weird because I'm Jewish. Mm-hmm. And you were just like, do to do. Yeah, I was like, do I still have to keep vamping? Mm. Okay. And I mean, to your credit, you did. I will do anything for this show. Mm-hmm. So in the UK, and I, I encourage our uh, British listeners to weigh in uh, Facebook.com slash Spilled Milk Podcast or SpilledMilkPodcast.com and let us know what I'm getting wrong here because I'm going to do my best based on the research I did. Uh, in the UK, a grilled cheese sandwich is usually called a toasted cheese sandwich or a cheese toasty. Oh, I love 
love that. But if you talk about cheese toast or cheesy toast or cheese on toast, that is bread, sometimes toasted ahead, sometimes buttered, sometimes not, but with uh, then cheese put on top and uh, broiled or baked until the cheese melts. Okay. And it can be um, just just like grated or sliced cheese. Yes. Right. Oh yes. We're about to talk about what we're eating right now, which is not just that. Mm-hmm. Will you? Will you? Well, well, sh- should we hold off a little bit? No, longer? hold off a little bit. Okay. Let's let's tease. Okay. So cheese toast, cheesy toast, cheese on. I toast. swear, I'm almost done chewing slash inhaling this. Okay. Oh, so um, according to Wikipedia, when prepared correctly, the cheese on cheese toast covers the bread. Exactly. So there are no bitter burnt edges. Yeah, which I think is so smart. Um, it's so smart. Yeah. It's important. Um, right, because otherwise, like, the that uh, edge of the bread gets overbroiled. Yes. And, and I do think that, yeah, there's nothing that more quickly, uh, you know, like, occasionally I've, I've scorched a grilled cheese sandwich a little bit if mm-hmm. I've rushed it or whatever. And there's nothing that more immediately counteracts that delicious cheesy flavor right. than, like, a burnt bread flavor. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. probably some, like, pica-suffering individual out there who really likes burnt toast. Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe. So I did, I tried to figure out, like, what's the origin of cheesy toast, which was, I then quickly realized was a silly thing to do because, like I said, it's the most obvious thing in the world. Yeah. Um, there is someone, I think, posted, like, a joke story, like, on their website um, saying that there was a guy named Wilf Chumbly who <laughs> invented cheese toast in Lancaster in 1912. Then, what makes you think that's a joke, though? I mean, I I hope that there was a guy named Wilf Chumbly. Well, sometime. I mean, first of all, because it's a funny name, but yes, I hope there was a guy named Wilf Chumbly. The idea We're of putting a- cheese on toast did not originate in 1912. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on record. That's true. When was the Earl of Sandwich around? Oh, I want to say the 18th century. Oh, okay. So uh, well Maybe before 1912. 19th? Okay. Yeah, but this is. When was the Earl of Open-Faced Sandwich around? Mm-hmm. The uh, the Tartine. The Tartine. The Earl of Tartine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe some listeners can weigh in. But on that. like many jokes, I later saw a news like a like a you know food section feature article about cheese toast that mentioned the Wilf Chumbly thing as if maybe it was true, which. It is not. This is like the uh, like our MSG episode when we talked about the letter yes. to the editor in the New England Journal Except of Medicine. Except that wasn't that, intended as a joke. That's correct. But yes, but yeah. misinformation. It has legs. Uh, fake news. Have you heard mm-hmm. of fake news? I think Wilf Chumbly invented <laughs> fake news in 1923 <laughs> in Shropshire. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> the fake news was that he said that he had invented cheesy toast. Okay. In 2013, the Telegraph newspaper reported... The Royal Society of Chemistry is teaming up with the British Cheese Board in a bid to track down the best-tasting version of one of the country's favorite I hate snacks. This kind of stuff. It's so this dumb. This makes me crazy. It's, I hate these And yet, snacks. I have to report it for this episode. It is my duty. <laughs> I, this is so stupid. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, uh, who will ever be able to determine the best-tasting version of anything? Well, I mean, the answer is it doesn't uh, stop humans. Chemists. I'm gonna. Fine. I wrote down um, the the results of the inquiry. Um, the result is that there were many indictments. Um, but actually, I'm going to summarize the result, which is um, the way to make the best tasting version of cheese toast is to put some cheese on bread and uh, then broil it. 
Okay. Would you say that's a fair summary of what they, they found? Yeah, but mm-hmm. I think you need to talk about the real specificity here because it is okay. impressive. This the seems pr- like a this seems like a borderline Cooks Illustrated. It's situation. borderline something. Fifty grams of sliced hard cheese, such as cheddar, on a slice of white bread, ten millimeters thick, under the grill. The cheese on toast should sit at a distance of eighteen centimeters from the heat source, which in our grill was at a temperature of one thousand one hundred and fifty Celsius. It needs to cook for four minutes to achieve the perfect consistency and taste. Perfect for who? It was uh, the the leader of the inquiry was chemist Ruth Neal. So I guess perfect for Ruth Neal. And and there was some guy from the cheese board involved also. Matthew, I know that you like me have been. Asked- I do like you. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Sometimes I I wonder, but um, no, I know that you, comma like me, mm-hmm. comma, have been asked to judge various like food and baking competitions. Yes. I've and d- I I've always done say it. the same thing. If I can have one of those barrister wigs, <laughs> I am in. I've only done it once. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just felt, I felt like I was, you know, I felt like I was like taking part in some sort of like reenactment of something like Like a like a civil war reenactment yeah like we all knew that it was fake and it was dumb but like we were having fun with it okay yeah yeah it it, but it wasn't my thing and you got to you got to blow away some confederates i did i did i (laughs) matthew i mean do you think that the judging food competitions is akin to larping (laughs) (laughs) um I'm gonna I'm gonna say sure. Great. Like every year, pretty much, I judge uh, a Korean barbecue competition. I mean, um, that sounds fun just because held, eating held, it would be so. Held yummy. by like the Korean American Professionals Association in Washington, and uh, it's yeah, it's super fun because I get to eat a bunch of Korean barbecue for free and and oh. give my opinion. I take it back. This is I, I'm into this. It's great. I mean, like it's for a good cause, and like I I don't think that it's ever like turned into a like a vendetta or or like a. <laughs> I, I don't think there there are like Korean barbecue nemeses that have arisen from the competition, but maybe so. That would make it more. That would that would add a certain spice. Yeah, yeah. I Revenge. To- it's a dish best served grilled. <laughs> uh, approximately eighteen centimeters <laughs> from the heat source. <laughs> um, when I lived over closer to um, the university district sure. in Seattle. I lived not too far from Cowan Park, where there's this like ravine that kind of goes along okay, Ravenna. Yeah. And I remember. Taking- Wait, did we already discuss whether whether Ravenna is Italian for ravine or not? Oh no, I don't think we've discussed I, it. <laughs> I had this thought like oh. a couple weeks ago. I was oh. like, "Huh, well, maybe I just figured something out." And then I forgot to look it up. And then I thought of it again at a time when I couldn't look it up. Uh, you and- could look it up now. To no, be fair. Oh, I'm good. Okay. Anyway, I remember. Um- you know, if I start getting on my phone during the show, you're going to die, and I'm not going to notice for for several years. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's it. Seems it's too happened dangerous. before. It seems too dangerous. Let's yeah. not do it. That was my first time ever encountering LARPers. Oh, it was what down were they? in the ravine there. Um, it That's was a good place to to turn up a uh, a bevy of LARPers. Um, they they had like plastic armor mm-hmm. and swords and stuff, and I'd never encountered it before. And I, I mean, what better place to have sword fights than down in a wooded ravine in the Pacific Northwest? It sounds really fun. Can you imagine anything better? <laughs> like, I've, I'm jealous of this. Uh, me too. I mean, I'm, I'm sure we could get involved if we wanted. That's what we're going to do after we finish taping this episode. Okay. Let's go. I'll, I'll drive you over there. This episode is brought to you by the <laughs> Thomas's English muffins that I'm currently chewing. Mm, Matthew, mm. what's your ideal Thomas's English muffin breakfast setup? Okay. I want, I mean, I'm thinking about cheesy sauce. 
Oh, I want, really? Or like 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 crusty, crispy cheese. So like like you know a how, cheese toast, but yes, using an English muffin. Exactly. Oh my gosh. So that the cheese in the middle would be soft and bubbling and, then, and like dribbling into the nooks and crannies. Uh-huh. And around the outer edge, you'd get not only like crusty cheese, but also crispy, crunchy, That's right. crunchy, crunchy Those English muffin. Those two textures muffin. would come together. Synergy. Ooh. Um, oh, and because this is my perfect fantasy morning, I would be eating this in a Big overstuffed easy chair that somehow magically cleans itself. Oh, oh my gosh! You know you should get a dog. It's we. Oh, you I was going to say it's weird that. that this is the future and we don't have that self cleaning chair yet. But I guess it's, it's a dog. It's a dog. It's a dog. Yeah. And then then would you take the dog for like a walk while you I don't know eat a, eat another English muffin? Yeah, I would, I would have an English muffin in each hand, <laughs> and the dog would be walked by a by a futuristic uh, robot leash. Or something. Great. Anyway, uh, we'll post a picture of a Thomas's English muffin uh, that we really did eat. And uh, Thomas's, wake up to what's possible. Two words for you. Welsh rarebit. Which is what we just ate. Did you know what this was before this episode no and sometimes it, it you know it, it's one of those things that i feel like if you um if you're in, into reading about food like mm-hmm. if you read enough food writing you will encounter welsh rare bit. sure i'm sure like a jane grigson has yes. mentioned it or it a hugh like fernley whittingstall it seems like it's you know it's always presented in a way where i feel like i'm supposed to know what it is yes exactly and so i just sort of read past it and 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 so it's like your ravenna i just keep not looking it up i think i knew that it involved a cheese sauce, but I didn't really know like what kind of cheese sauce. Was it the kind that they put on your nachos at the movie theater, for example? It's also sometimes uh, called Welsh rabbit. Yes. So this is this is where things get, I was going to say interesting, but I, you'll have to be the judge of this. So Welsh rabbit is toast with a cheese sauce, like broiled on top, sort of like a cheddar Mornay sauce made with uh, like a flour and butter roux base um, to thicken it, and then made with uh, beer and mustard powder. Mm, like Coleman's dry mustard. Exactly. Okay. And no one seems to know how it came to be called rare bit because that is not a Welsh pronunciation of rabbit. And the term Welsh rabbit definitely predated the term Welsh rare bit. Oh. So it's like someone made up like a funny pronunciation for this and a, it stuck. Like a funny pronunciation of rabbit? Yes, exactly. So um, according Are to you Wikipedia. Sure this isn't fake news. I'm pretty sure. The notion that toasted cheese was a favorite dish irresistible to the Welsh has existed since the Middle Ages. It's mentioned in a 1526 joke book. Wait, a, wait, the, the Welsh were like really known. Known for, for being, being. For loving toasted cheese. Loving cheese, cheese yes. And uh, there's a joke in this uh, joke book from 1526 in which uh, St. Peter tricks all the Welsh people in heaven by luring them outside the gates of heaven with cheese toast and then locking them out. Hilarious. So um, jokes didn't used to be jokes is, is my conclusion from that. A legend mentioned in a Betty Crocker cookbook claims that Welsh peasants were not allowed to eat rabbits caught in hunts or on the estates of the nobility, so they used melted cheese as a substitute. Yeah, same, same. Mm-hmm. The author also claims that Ben Johnson and Charles Dickens ate Welsh rarebit at Ye Olde Cheshire Cheese, a pub in London. There is no good evidence for any of this. What is more, Ben Johnson died almost a century before the term Welsh rabbit is first attested. Remind me, um, I, I read Ben Johnson my sophomore year of high school. What did he write? <laughs> um, Drink to 
me only with thine eyes, and I will pledge with mine. Was he a poet? He was a poet. Okay. Like a love poet. A love poet. Um, I remember. I mean, I yeah. I remember his name so clearly. But I mean, the tragedy that that we now know is he died without ever tasting Welsh rarebit. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Um, and I'm glad that that's no longer the case. You know for what? Me. You know what's worse? <laughs> when he died, his his podcast co-host didn't even notice. <laughs> She just kept scrolling on her phone, going doop dee doo, doop dee doop, looking at rarebit recipes, <laughs> um, looking at cute, cute uh, rarebit videos. <laughs> so I love that video of rarebits playing the playing in a band. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like playing uh, a White Stripes song. <laughs> yeah. yeah which, when they, when, ye, ye old White Stripes, spelled with uh, like W H Y T E. Yeah. When like the little crispy parts of the cheese bounce up and down on the uh, when the drummer's playing really hard. <laughs> Said it once before, but it bears repeating now. <laughs> you know. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Which uh, that song was written by Ben Johnson. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, who's the guy? Ben Lee is is like the the uh, Australian guy who who write who's like cute and writes songs. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> we'll post it. We'll post a link to to a Ben Lee video. Okay. Okay. So uh, the recipe I made today is a Welsh rarebit, although it's not called such. It's from a book book book. <laughs> it's from a cookbook <laughs> called Tasting Huga. By listener Leela Sid. Yeah, Hi, listener Leela sent us a copy of her book, Tasting Huga, which is about uh, its recipes to uh, celebrate the Danish practice concept of huga, which is cocooning in the winter and, and, and eating having blankets and, and candles and eating toast and glog and stuff, probably. <laughs> yeah. This is what I know about huga. I listened <laughs> to a podcast about it once. When I came over and I saw this book open on your counter, I said, oh, Matthew, you've got this tasting huga book. And I believe the words out of your mouth were, I live huga. <laughs> I probably said that. Yeah. And I mean it's kind of true. Like at any on any given evening in the winter, you can find me probably cuddled under a blanket, surrounded by my family, drinking some sort of beverage, watching Jeopardy as they've been doing in Denmark for centuries. Yeah. This recipe is called gooey cheese toast with mustard and cayenne, and it's really just like I described. You um I've got some stout. Um I made uh the Cheese sauce with uh, <clears throat> butter, flour, beer, sharp cheddar, mustard powder. Uh, it calls for Worcestershire sauce. I put in a little fish sauce because I didn't have Worcestershire. Mm. And a pinch of cayenne, pinch of salt. So when you were making this this cheesy beer Mornay sauce, yes. can I just say it, it looked really challenging Right. This Welsh rarebit looks like burnt garbage. Well, it's the, one of the ugliest foods the in the world. The sauce looks like um like caramel pudding. Yes, because you put this brown beer in this, it. Yes, yeah, so the, it looks like caramel pudding that you're then spreading on bread and putting under the broiler. So you can imagine your caramel pudding looking sauce. Right. It's it's Just, like you're making burnt pudding. Yes, then it gets it you know it gets sort of bubbled and and you know a little bit you know, browned in places, it actually looks like a mistake. Yeah, it looks like discards. Yes, um, and it's delicious. It's so good. It's yeah, so I would good. eat it all day. I used, I used some nice thick-cut sourdough bread from Grand Central Bakery. Can I point out that I noticed that you you spread the uh, the the cheese sauce really well out to the Thank edges? Thank you. Yeah, it was great. Well, I didn't want burnt edges. The recipe also uh, calls for optional toppings, which I did not get any of because I'm lazy. But uh, fried egg, fresh sage, pickled onions, mango chutney, grainy mustard, uh, thickly sliced heirloom tomatoes, seared bro- broccoli, 
a salad of butter, lettuce, and tangy dressing. Any Ooh. and all of the above. Probably not Yum. all at the same time. Yeah, right? Oh, I, the mango pickle. That sounds great. Yes. Okay, so hold on. We'll definitely link to this book yes. um, on our website. Uh, I wonder if we could find the recipe somewhere online and link to it, or I don't know if Leela would let us. So... Yeah, I mean, I, uh, it on I, will, the old site? I will ask listener Leela if we, if we can have permission. Permission. To, uh, to I said, feature I'll say, this dish. Uh, yeah. Can we feature your dish? It was delish. Can we have permission? <laughs> and she's she like, you wish. <laughs> <laughs> Go fish. Um, bish. <laughs> oh, my God. That was perfect. Thanks. Bravo. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll link to that, uh, you know, or like, I mean, we gave you enough information. What other, hold on, but but really quick. So, so Welsh rarebit. Yes. What other kinds of cheese toast do you make? Do you what what cheese well, do you like? Well, this is the first. Okay, so there's not a toast? huge difference between cheese toast and like an English muffin pizza, right? Excuse me. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, okay. So like an English muffin pizza, pizza bagel, all these things all have tomato. Okay, but if you made one without, like if you uh, it, it is totally different. What about like pizza bread? Sorry, I keep touching you with my feet. You're, you're just, you're just uh, gesticulating so forcefully <laughs> to make a point. Matthew, I don't see... Okay, hold on. This is like saying that um, that a grilled cheese... Yeah, let's get into this. This is like saying that um, a grilled cheese is just like a pizza, but you folded it over on itself and cooked it like on a griddle. I think a grilled cheese is an American calzone. <laughs> Absolutely not. Matthew, Um, I'm not going to entertain this line of thinking. I think. No, I think I'm out now. Okay. Um, Anyway, uh, I'll answer my own question. I forgot what the question was. When I make cheese toast, what I do is I lightly toast my bread, as mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier, and then I usually grate on the the large hole size of a box grater. Sharp cheddar. I think, you know, I could probably also get down with like Gruyere or Mm -hmm. or a mixture of sort of Swiss style cheeses. This all sounds good. But the truth is, is... uh, I very frequently make cheese toast that's just like Tillamook sharp cheddar, sandwich bread. Well, because I have a toaster. I grew up with a toaster oven. My I grew up with a toaster one. oven, but now I am sadly deprived. I, I really like having a toaster oven. And um, I have to say it doesn't do the greatest job of pure toast. Nothing does the greatest job of pure no, toast. No, it really, really this doesn't. Is... But, but I like having a toaster oven because I can do things like I can make cheese toast in it. Oh, also, when yeah. I have like leftover fried chicken or something, oh, yeah. I have this like little, very small um, cast iron baking dish, and I'll put my leftover fried chicken in there, set my toaster oven to like 400 or 425, and like bring my fried chicken back to life in the toaster oven. Wow. <laughs> you literally brought your fried chicken back to life. It's a, it's a gross-ass miracle. Well, and it just seems like it preheats way faster and hopefully uses less energy than my regular yeah, oven. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it does. Anyway. Um, okay. <clears throat> I, I, I did not realize you were a, a traveling toaster oven salesperson, <laughs> but you made a sale today. Oh, great. Yeah, I mean this thing about toast. It it's like it's like the sickness at the core of humanity that oh, we have done boy. so much, but we cannot make a machine that makes toast. When I was recently on a writing retreat at um at, at the home of a of a writer who had just gave me her home. I don't know sure. her like permanently. Signed signed over the the title <laughs> she just, to you. She just did. 
uh, this incredibly generous creature. Oh, you you like she anyway? She had a really nice toaster. It was made by Dualit. Yeah, sure. Um, and it was extremely hard to figure out how mm-hmm. to operate. It had two knobs that you turn. One had like hash marks on it, <laughs> and I figured out like that it was well. So it, it <laughs> had toast. It had four slots in the top, and so one one knob you would turn to tell it how many. Um, slots you were using, okay? And this was a toaster made by Dua Lipa. No, no. This was not made by a singer. This was made by an appliance company. Okay. Anyway, and then the second knob was to, like, turn it on, and then it had a lever at the bottom that you had to flick to get the toast to go down. You got three hands working here. You had to do so much for this toaster. However, it was the best working slot toaster I've ever used. All right. It was probably, probably cost quite like expensive. Two hundred dollars. Yeah, right? it was probably quite expensive. Fuck you, Dua Lipa. She had really, really nice appliances. And this was the house that Dua Lipa. She also let you had use. this incredible dishwasher. Oh, I love an incredible dish. Now actually, that's something that does actually work. Actually, got my dishes clean and then dried them. Yes. My dishwasher cannot dry a dish to save its no. life. But I mean, I, we've talked about like I recently got a new dishwasher and it's quiet and like it's almost too quiet, but it works so great. It has buttons. And, I, I love it. This episode was brought to you by Thomas's English Muffins. Matthew, mm-hmm. is it possible to keep yourself from drooling while you listen to me eat a Thomas's English muffin? Well, I'm going to say <laughs> yes, but if I think about a Thomas's English muffin, <laughs> then no, I do drool. Well, yeah, probably, probably, probably so. But. I mean, it's just an involuntary reaction when I think about those nooks and those crannies. Thomas's. Wake up to what's possible. Okay, well, this has been uh, our cheese toast episode. Yes. Okay, so I am going to be making cheese toast more often now. I, I I didn't know this was missing from my life. I feel like I, I don't... Sometimes you just know. I don't know if I can commit to making a... Like a, a Mornay sauce. No, no, I'm going to, more often I'm just going to throw some cheese onto toast. Yeah, and broil it. Maybe broil it. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> okay. Maybe it's, it's really, it's just the throwing that I'm so excited you, about. So you may just be eating cheese bread. Yeah. This isn't cheese toast at all, but a thing that Lori, uh, wife of the show Lori, reminded me of recently is that we used to get these like seedy rolls from Trader Joe's, like sourdough I don't know what they're called, um, but like little rolls, and we would toast them and then put a slice of cheddar in the middle just when they came out of the toaster so it would just start to melt and like oh soften. Gosh. It was so good. This sounds like amazing foreplay. Cheese and bread, very good together. <laughs> My name is Wilf uh, Chumbly. Chumbly, and I just invented that. <laughs> Okay, you can uh, you can weigh in on any of these things, uh, particularly if you know more about them than we do, which yes. I think a lot of you do. Please weigh in at facebook.com slash spilled milk podcast. Tell us, um, do you do you know? Who do you know Wilf Chumbly, toast? my friend Wilf? Do you know any funny jokes from 1526? <laughs> yes. Uh, the Irish. Um <laughs> So uh, you can also find us at SpilledMilkPodcast.com, where you can also leave a comment and tell us any and all of those things. You can leave us a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Google Podcasts, CastBox, wow. Box of Cats. Um, Litterbox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those are our friends at CastBox. <laughs> let's, not, let's not compare them uh, to a no, litter no, box. No, 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 but I was just riffing on the cat I, I thing. I know, I know. I saw where it was going. It's like, I mean, we love CastBox. Yes, we do. <laughs> they're not. Oh, my gosh. They're Matthew. not holding a gun to our head. Matthew, you're short-circuiting. Um, 
<laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Last time I short-circuited, you didn't notice, and you just kept vamping. <laughs> Last year, I got struck by lightning. I, I sprang to life. Stop I started it. singing an Elder Barge song. Stop. Who All is right. Johnny? Thanks for listening to Spilled Milk. I'm Johnny. <laughs> and I'm Molly. Yeah, the other day when I was like, I just can't, I can't deal with unloading the dishwasher right now. I can't deal with unloading the dishwasher right now. <laughs> Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.